We're talking with Alessandro Siciliani about Arturo Toscanini. Maestro Siciliani, the well-known conductor, is certainly well-known to and loved by our audiences. What were your first impressions of Toscanini? You were too young to have seen him in the theater, but what were your first impressions of him as a musician? What were you hearing about him? Well, um, like you said, I never heard Toscanini live. I, what I heard, and there was uh, the rehearsal and recording, performance for recordings. And uh, I wrote a lot. And uh, I would like to answer to you uh, with a, a little in introduction about Toscanini. And you know, from uh, 1867 to 1892, from Venice, uh, Trieste, Venezia, Trieste to Palermo, so from uh, the north or the south Italy, this country has produced uh, a, a really a tremendous talent in the world of the conductors. Uh, if we start with Toscanini, he was born in Parma the 25th of March, 1867. We can go to Tullio Serafine, Antonio Guarnieri, Gino Marinuzzi, Vittorio Gui, Gabriele Santini, Sergio Failoni, Victor De Sabata, and uh, Franco Capuana was born in 1894. Uh, the major part of this conductor I mentioned were more operatic conductor than symphonic. Sergio Failoni and Vittorio Gui, Toscanini and De Sabata, they was operating both uh, area, operatic and symphonic repertoire. Who take uh, the international scepter, the crown, uh, who create uh, a new dualism like Callas de Baldi, like uh, in the bike uh, rise in Italy, Coppi and Bartali, for their name you don't know, <laughs> but they are very famous. Well, this kind of conductor, interpreter, and uh, was uh, De Sabata e Toscanini. De Sabata wa was born in 1892 in Trieste. He was considered the great interpreter. Toscanini, born in Parma. It what was is very clear to me, Toscanini, the great conductor, the rehearsal time, the conductor, not to create or improvise something. It's a name that everybody but knows. It doesn't matter if you know about music, if you know about opera, symphonic repertoire, or Beethoven, or Beethoven, reproduce. doesn't matter. Even and extremely people say Bologna, and um, they reacted preparation. To the oh yes, Toscanini. Uh, brain after Toscanini long, is, long, long time. is a, a legend, a legendary, like uh, Arthur Rubinstein for a pianist. You know, the uh, Sabata was like more a Horowitz uh, or the pianist. Um, for what uh, I know, I heard from recordings. The results and, uh, of this performance uh, years great Toscanini, years of the man uh, everybody dedicated to serve and with the fantastic devotion with the like a father, like screaming, like yelling to the musician. But in the meantime, I'm here to try to do my best to do the same. The score, the results in concert, it seems to Toscanini was conducted for me like the artist, the virtuoso, the power of a priest, the dedication of a believer, a severity, a strictness of a maestro, and uh, with the he was uh, respectful. Uh, no, I would like to say he had uh, a constructive uh, uh, and operatic uh, and, and uh, with uh, a respectful, constructive and uh, operatic modesty 
of a student. He, for me, never looked for particulars in the score, but he was looking for the totality of the score. He never looked for a superficial exterior success. For me, he was looking more for an intimate compenetration of the work of the music in the score. Uh, for sure, appear very clear, he doesn't like, he doesn't meet any compromises, any kind of compromises, but he was looking to the perfection. As in Hero Bazak, in his work, La Recherche de l'Absolu. Mm-hmm. What is very clear to me, Toscanini, he was used this rehearsal time not to create or improvise something. Ma it seems very clear that for the first years uh, he was looking just uh, to reproduce an extremely accurate and um, premeditated preparation. Who was in his uh, brain after a long, long, long time of study the score? Study the, score. Um, the results of this uh, great years of Toscanini were expected from everybody the maximum. And he asked that in any direction, uh, like a father, like screaming, like yelling to the musician. But uh, he said, I'm here, I'm dry, I try to do my best, you have to do the same, I pretend that. So the results in concert, uh, it seems like Toscanini, he looks for me like uh, the artist, the virtuoso, the duce, and ultimately, he triumphs. And uh, a small, uh, my picture, what I'm thinking uh, about uh, mm, making a little portrait of Toscanini, was a, a dreaming warrior with a Napoleonic uh, gaze for the perfection, a despot, a m- magician of warrior, warrior musicians, and a prisoner of the perfection. What Toscanini have teach to us, musicians, not just uh, conductors, and to give back to the musician, to the audience, a clean, a clear, clean, clear score. In other words, it's like to bring a statue of Michelangelo, who was uh, in a s- outside, in a square, exposed to the elements, and bring inside and cleaning, cleaning from all the damage mm-hmm. of the rain, of the sun, of the wind, through the damage uh, caused to, I don't know, the, the um, gas coming out from uh, bus, uh, from uh, cars, for airplanes, and ultimately also for the lovely birds of San Francisco, love it, but uh, they do really a terrible damage to the statue, like singers uh, to the score of the great maestros. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. A lo- Tosc- there, there, are, there are a lot of recordings by Toscanini one can listen to today, and they were made 70 years ago, 60 years ago, but they're still very popular and people still listen to them. Why do you think people still listen to them? I think for the reason I just uh, mentioned, because uh, Toscanini is a legend. And, uh, well, I have to say that the CD of Toscanini, they cost 
less than other super digital with conductor not great or Scanini and they cost $30.32. You can buy a CD or <coughs> sorry, performance or years of Toscanini even for six, eight, 12 boxes. So put all together, you have a great uh, uh, conductor, a great orchestra, a great performance for less than other ones. Okay, the sound is not the same, but depends if you are a fanatic uh, of uh, the electronics or the professional, uh, oh, listen, the sound uh, of this, the sound of that. And you know, it's not like when you hear the Tosca of the Sabata. The sound is not like the Tosca uh, recording by Karian later with all the stereophonic effect. But when you play the, the Sabata Tosca, also with uh, basically, in these days, you say primitive um, accessories, <laughs> technical accessory, it's just unbelievable great. And again, it costs less. <laughs> Toscanini's funeral was 50 years ago in Milan. Uh, he had been music director of La Scala off and on for many years. What was his relationship with Italy, with the Italian people? Because he did spend a lot of years in New York and all over the world. But what was his relationship with Italy and in Milan? Well, you know, I would like to tell you uh, uh, what I heard one day from uh, Valli Toscanini. One of the daughter, the daughter, one of the two daughters. No. From Vallito Scanini, one of the two daughters uh, of the maestro. And she was walking in Via Manzoni, uh, the, the street where is La Scala basically is there. And they have a lot of bars and you know, Motta, Alemania, before that period. Who knows <coughs> what house I was not there, I was not born probably. Well, I was born, but I was not uh, going I to bars. Go to bars, you know. So, and uh, Valito Scanini told uh, my father and my mother okay, one day walking in, in Via Manzoni, heard the conversation between two people, and uh, with a very strong accent from Milano. And one said, "Well, what opera they do tonight at La Scala?" And they said, "Balli maschera." And who is the conductor? And they said. Il Tusca. And, and the other one said, Sempre che lì, again him. So that, when he was at the Scala, what was the result? The people, they gave it up. But fortunately, for Toscanini, the bad accident uh, did happen in Bologna uh, when uh, he refused to conduct uh, the Giovinezza, the national anthem from the Mussolini for the fascists. And they went. He went to the podio and personally was insulted him and uh, offended him in his face with his hands. He left Italy. So was the probably the is in Valli, Valli Toscanini, said that it was the fortune of my dad. Otherwise probably it could be one of the many other names that was conducted La Scala. He was killed from La Scala. Uh, you know, he having also recent experience with Maestro Muti. <laughs> who didn't end well with La Scala. <coughs> uh, Toscanini conducted a lot of Italian opera, but he also conducted a lot of Wagner, Beethoven, Brahms, Schumann. He did the big German symphonic repertoire. Do you have uh, a favorite recording of his that you listen to a lot, that you really admire? Well, I have to tell you, uh, I like to, to hear 
all the, his performance, but uh, you know, love you ask now you ask something like that. I would say I love a lot uh, a recording I have uh, um, with um, RCA with the Brahms Symphony. But you know, what more I like it uh, to hear some rehearsals because uh, there you understand uh, what happened in performance. Also, when what did not happen in the end in the performance. I mentioned to you a few seconds ago this uh, recording every year, so Traviata. Yes, Traviata is incredible, incredible what he, he tried to ask and he tried to express in everything. So you, can, you can see he was uh, moving his hands to uh, do something. You can see he was doing hey, 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 yelling, the, yelling. The, 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 the stick in the page of the score. He is in here, he is in there. And uh, he was singing, singing. Uh, all the time, by goodness, you, you, you cannot recognize the music. It's something that is unbelievable. Why not you listen to what you did in performance? It's not so exciting like in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the rehearsal. And, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, when you listen to the rehearsal Toscanini, you, you, you said, gosh, this is great. And he stopped. He asked for something more. He said, oh, that is possible. For example, the end of the first uh, scene of Fasta with the trumpet, I gave it this uh, kind of... I heard that is incredible. He was mad to the trumpets uh, and yelling to the trumpets, hey, trumpets, uh, trombe, do this, do that, more. He said, how can I expect it more? And when you, a few, a few seconds later, you start again, gosh, you hear this trumpet like they play behind your ears, they kick you <laughs> in, the, in the bottom and you have to jump from the, from, from, from the chairs or the where you, you, you were sitting, where you are sitting. It's incredible, it's incredible because uh, it's the force of the nature and uh, the power and uh, it's integrity like that. Uh, what uh, what uh, the, the famous uh, Falstaff uh, Stabile after repeat and repeat uh, and the maestro Toscani stop again and say, why you don't do right yet? Why don't you write, maestro? Oh, fame, I'm hungry. Oh, Toscanini become ang angry. Mangiare, mangiare, vergogna, vergogna. Yes, but uh, vergogna. And what um, I'm laughing, and uh, I enjoyed it, and really laughing in terms, really enjoyed it. And to hear him to speak, not even Italian, but the dialect from Parma, and he thinks it's English. Two tambours, two tambours, a tambour is a side drum. But he say a tambour, a tambour is from Parma. So he put an S like in a, a plural in the United States, say, well, allora, two tambours, <laughs> with the accent from Parma, it's like that, you know? And uh, it's incredible. But um, I had a friend of mine, uh, it was Dino Proto, was the personal manager of New York City Opera, who had played with Toscanini. And he told me, and also his wife, every time he, he's come back from uh, Toscany Riosa, he was, he cannot even sleep until two o'clock. He was, <gasps> you know, uh, the old energy of this man. Uh, you know, and he was an old man. He was quite old at that time, yeah. One thing, one thing, T Toscanini was famous for a couple of things besides music. One was women. And the other was the fact that he always conducted from memory. He never used the score. And he said it was because he had bad eyesight, but he, he always conducted from memory. Do you, does anyone dare do that today? 
Uh, well, Toscanini, he was one of the first to conduct in my memory, by memory, for the reason you just uh, oh. explained, because he cannot see it. He was myope. And um, so he technology uh, that days, again, it was not like today. You can have a contact lens, you can have something different, uh, you know, kind of special glasses. After that, everybody has uh, conducted by memory, basically. I think the, the, the majority of conductors, they try to do all by memory, even probably they don't know by memory. <laughs> but he knew. <laughs> but he, he, he knew, because, you know, when he was studying his score, he was uh, basically absorbed, take out, it's like to, to have an egg put a little hole in the, tr in the top and the bottom and drinking, and drinking, and drinking. In the, in the rest, when he was finished to study, study, and study the score, the score was like you can crush it like a, an egg and throw it. He didn't need it anymore. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, uh, we have a conductor like Muti. Even uh, tomorrow we conduct uh, with the La Scala Orchestra, the Verdi Requiem. Even if I conduct in, I don't know, how many hundred performers of Verti Requiem is in his life, he will come uh, with uh, his own score and he will put his own glasses and conduct him like that. And when he finished to conduct, we take off, turn a page of pages, of course. And when he finished the performance, take off the contact lens, uh, turn to the audience and bow it. So, well, you know, <laughs> I think uh, to conduct by memory, especially some repertoire is very impressive, but it's not all. I don't say that because I, I'm not conducting, I, I like Muti, I'm not conducting by memory. <laughs> it was uh, talking about a mention of a famous name, Antonio Guarnieri, who besides it was uh, the same time of uh, if he was born early, but uh, it was uh, late, I'm sorry, in uh, 1880, um, was in competition with Toscanini. Uh, and uh, one, in, uh, one day, Guarnieri went uh, in the podium La Scala to do a rehearsal, and the night before Toscanini had conducted uh, a performance, I don't know which opera. So the first thing he did, Guarnieri was a really bad character, was for Venice, uh, very cynic, very sarcastic. He went in the podium, and uh, when he was ready to start, everybody was with the uh, instrument in the mouth, or uh, all the, the strings, the board was ready. He took off uh, a handkerchief, he started to clean the stand, and I said, Maestro, what happened? He said in Venetian, mi sento puzza de parmesan, I smell parmesan cheese. <laughs> because Toscanini was from Parma, where they make parmesan cheese. And uh, Guarnieri, in the scenic, uh, when they asked, uh, he had a son who was also a conductor, and uh, some musicians said, the Maestro, last night we went to hear a concert your son was conducting, it was very good. Ah, uh, maestro, it was very good. He was conducting all by memory. Of course, he doesn't know the music. <laughs> he cannot read the music, also, so to be more co correct. He cannot read the music, of course, he was doing by memory. So this probably is one more answer to your question about memories. 